All right, good morning, everybody. Broken Bear, Michelle, the Hippocrates Matrix, Mimi M. I'm created at Nick Rabbit TV. Welcome, everybody. We got the blues this morning. That's what we got. We got Brother Amor here. So uh, we're going to play a little tune for you. Yeah. Start this baby out. All right. Uh, first, happy birthday to Brother Amor. It is, how old are you now? 33 uh, today. 33. Right? Actually, yeah, 33. 33. So he just entered the Illuminati. Yeah. So, okay, good. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, so Amor and his wife Brenda stopped by, and so we're going to do in uh, in conversation this morning and just talk about a bunch of things, right? Talk about, yeah. we talk about natural law, talk about the state of the world, we'll talk about hopefully, obviously Christ a little bit, but first we're going to play some blues. Yes. All right. So here we go. <laughs> Hallelujah! 
now for our encore, we'll be doing uh, Slayer's Rain and Blood. <laughs> we haven't gone over that one yet. So anyway, so I'm terrible at the blues, but uh, I try to do my best here. Sound pretty good to me. <laughs> anyway. So, um, all right, welcome everybody. Thank you all for joining me. We're probably do like an hour or two this morning, and we're like I said, we're just talk about a bunch of different things. We have no agenda other than to spread the truth and the love and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, what should we start with? What do you want to talk about? What should um, we start with? We're free. We're free spiritual beings. Spiritual awakening. Okay. Awakening from what? Awakening to what? Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about that in the context okay. too of the times that we live in. Maybe. Oh yeah. Let's definitely. let's start there because obviously we know. In fact, I was gonna, I was gonna do Mark chapter, uh, I think it's thirteen today, and then they said they were coming over, so I was like, well, we'll do that next week. But I was gonna say here, I think we talked some. about this yeah. yesterday. Um, give me a second. Talks amongst yourselves. Um, the first line of the next thing, the next chapter we'll be talking about here is Mark thirteen, and the first two lines say this. It says. And he's, as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples saith unto him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here? Mm. And Jesus answering said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And mm. I, I think I want to talk about maybe um, the notion of, you know, everything down here in this world gets gone. That, that this world is fleeting, it's passing, that nothing stays except the word, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're thrown into this situation where you have to deal with that. That like You were saying last night, forget about the conspiracies, forget about all the tyranny and the despots of the world. Just coming down into earth, you lose everything. You lose your parents, you lose your loved ones, you yeah. lose your animals, you lose... And there, you, there's a, the, the spiritual conquest for that is, is basically trying to take you, as you were saying, taken from that state of the fear and the not knowing and bringing to a place where there's comfort in that there's yeah. you can still express the love and be okay with that right do you yes. get what i'm saying yeah 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 well we were talking too about that scripture that you just read um not one stone will be left upon another you could look around your own house and say the same thing <laughs> you could look at this whole entire world phenomena the conditional the conditional world itself will perish every everything that you see will grow old get sick and die and turn to dust like jesus says so when it comes to awakening you're awakening from that false reality because see there's no death in god there's no death in spirit it's a it's <laughs> that it's a we were saying a perception of all of of death it's that's yeah. everything dis and you are trying to turn your head and go towards the life yeah god is actually all life it's eternal life yeah so we, we stay stuck in here and in the world, then we, we fall with the world. We, we flow with that way. We don't want to go with that way. You That's know? right. And um, everything in form dies, withers, perishes. But the eternal self, that is your true identity, the Christ self, the, re the real self, which is spirit, can never die. Mm -hmm. And so what we're awakening from is that impermanent, false world or false perception see everything here is death mm -hmm. everything yeah. here is death in the in phenomenal world but when we awaken to our true self now we have found the resurrection life mm -hmm. and that that's a that's what the resurrection means to me mm -hmm. to discover the eternal yeah um 
and part of like destruction and dissolution and things going to that's part of the the cycles down here and i think part of the spiritual path is recognizing those cycles and that's part of the design that part of god's design and you'll see this actually in the like a lot of the old the yugas we've talked about before yeah. what we talked last night about one of the things that got me into this in the first place was the mayan calendar stuff like this these these cultures they said look there's going to be a cycles down here. It's going to go through a destruction, yeah. recreation, and that's just what it is. And there's nothing you can do to stop that. That's part of the design. Yeah. And so it's you either you recognize it, you uh, you know understand what it's there for for you specifically to find the Christ within. Oh, beautiful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, not to fret and frown about it. You know, it's not. You know, uh, I think yeah. we talked last night too about you can't ignore the darkness. You can't ignore the abyss. You can't ignore that. That the cavernous, you know, the evil and stuff like that. You have to look at it, yeah. and you have to look at it right in its face, and you have to go to the depths of it, but you have to turn. Yeah. There's, you can only look at it for so long, and then it's yeah. like there's nothing else to look at. All you're looking at is darkness. You want to look at the light. That's it. it you know, there's a scripture in the Bible, Jesus, uh, uh, the words of Christ says, um, and the light shineth in the darkness, mm -hmm. and the darkness comprehends it not. Mm -hmm. So there right there is telling you that the two must come together. The two must come together. So we look at our darkness, like I've said in my previous videos on, on the light and darkness, and then you bring the darkness to the light and where it can dissolve. When you shine the spotlight yeah. of love's vision on the darkness, the darkness tries to hide. And that, that means the darkness within us, not just in the world. The world, to me, brother, is an outer manifestation of an inner state of consciousness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just mirroring back what we need to look at within ourselves. So this is it has to do with individual work, you know, know mm -hmm. thyself. Mm -hmm. So when you shine that light on the darkness within yourself, all those hidden unconscious parts of ourself that we are afraid to look at, when you shine the light on that and bring that to your to the to the light, you know, Jesus says, repent, turn, bring your sins to me. You know, that you bring your unconscious guilt and your fear fears to that light of the Christ consciousness, the Christ in you, and the Holy Spirit dissolves that. That's it's, that's what yeah. it does. It's the dissolver. It's the <laughs> purifier, yeah, right? You're yeah. taking all of that stuff, bringing it to the surface, and then you have the essentially that Holy Ghost, which is understood in the Trinity as as a death. That's really what it is. It's the uh, it destructive is. force, but it's a positive destructive force because it's tearing away all those fears, all those th the, the times you didn't really know yourself, all yeah. those, you know, all that, all that stuff, bringing it to the surface, dissolving it, cleansing it. Now, in Rosicrucianism, <clears throat> which I very much love, uh, the, the ancient teachings of the Rosicrucians talk about the, the lower self, those lower chakras that you see. You, uh, Marty has a chakra tree on his door there, and it's perfect because those lower three chakras represent that place of security and emotional fears and things that we hold down here and they call this the lower self mm -hmm. it's a lower self and so what happens is when you bring that lower self everything in security fear survival fear, you know and you bring that to the higher self the heart chakra and just over the heart chakra the heart region which is love is when i say chakras these are just symbols yep. chakras are just symbols of the different energy points within the body you bring that lower self up to the light, to the higher self, and the higher self turns that all that negative energy in the lower, all your fears and stuff, into fuel. 
that awakens you and raises the kundalini vibration, which is the Christ in you, and the Holy Spirit brings that forth, and then you, you awaken. Mm -hmm. A lot of people I've noticed, too, when they get into this stuff, because we're bringing up chakras and, and this sort of stuff, a lot of Christians will be like, oh, that's Easter and this, and you made a, such a, a, a pertinent point that I think people really need to understand, too, that those are just terms. Those terms are talking about something transcendental. Yeah, yeah. It's just a late, you know, and when we go into Mark and, um, hey, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hey, Mom. It's your mother. <laughs> Um, you know, when we've looked into Mark and we, we actually looked at the disciples and, and recognized that they represented not only zodiac signs, but then those zodiac signs represented parts of the body. And yes. then we said, hey, uh, we, yeah. you know, we're talking about James and John, which are, you know, down here. Yeah. And then Jesus is like, come up and bring bring these two up to the high place. He's raised the... Yeah, and yeah. so it's like if you, un once again, when you get to those, those, those fundamental truths, we call them transcendentals or whatever... You realize it's like chakra is just a term. Yeah. James and John are just names. You know what I mean? Like the, the, it's really talking about that inner metaphysical spiritual process, and that once you understand that that's your goal here, everything else will sort of come back to that. It's like once yeah. you understand that, you get to look out and see it here and see it here and that sort of thing. This is why I love Marty's teachings because he's going to bring out that esoteric wisdom such as like the, the seven golden candlesticks in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. There's your chakras right there. I mean, the seven churches. <laughs> That's not talking about churches back in history. That's mm -hmm. talking about the the seven levels of consciousness mm -hmm. within us. It's right there. One of one of the reasons too that if you when you actually study Revelation, they'll actually um, couch the number seven in all of these different terms, like you were saying, seals, candles, lights, whatever, churches, whatever, and it's getting to, you know, giving you this sort of poetry so for you can so you can like transcend the actual terms yeah. and things like that. So, so in the mystery schools, the lower has to be submitted to the higher, mm -hmm. and then the higher is surrendered to God. Mm -hmm. You see, the lower, the ego, false personality, that lower self is surrendered to your higher self, which is pure love, and then that is surrendered to God, and that's it. Mm -hmm. In the first degree, you surrender the lower self to the higher self. In the second degree, you surrender the higher self to the universal self, mm -hmm. and then you're done. Third degree is abiding in that state of Christ. Living in yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, it's, I like to call it the, like a constant meditation on Christ yeah. kind of thing. Uh, I pray, mean, praying without ceasing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pray without ceasing. Yeah, exactly. Um, for a long, the longest time, I realized in my own studies, like philosophizing, reading books and stuff like that, that it, I was like, next thing I know, I was like, God, that's all I'm doing is thinking about this. I wake up in the morning, I'm focusing on it, I'm researching, yes. I'm looking for the next thing. Yeah. And at some point, you just realize, like, man, I'm living a spiritual existence and I didn't even you know like I at, when I first started I didn't even know I was on the path but here I am that's all I was focused on because I was so um beautiful I don't know desperate for the truth not desperate but you know yeah. what I mean just yearning really wanting it you know and where did that come from you know that's that's he said you didn't choose me I chose you mm -hmm. God when you're ready God, God calls you mm -hmm. and you can't you can't stop you can't turn it off yeah you're like I'm going I'm going back man you know <laughs> And my wife was saying something yesterday too that when you place your attention on the on the spiritual things, spiritual things, you know it says in the scriptures, uh, uh, the carnal mind cannot understand spiritual things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only spiritual intuition understands spiritual. And more you, more you place your attention on spiritual things, uh, it pulls you into it. 
it, it'll start pulling. It's like an attractor field. Mm -hmm. If you place your attention on Christ, it it will pull you mm -hmm. into its into its world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they call it the in one of the books, the esoteric books. I have it called the Magnet Stone of Truth. Oh, it's man. like when you align it with it, you become a magnet, and thing, you, you start drawing these things in your life. And though, when yep. those things start drawing in your life too, the other thing that I wasn't ready for. In fact, I just talked to Alpha Vedic about this. Was all the magical moments, little miracles, the synchronicities, mm. all of those little things. Like how many times where all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, boom! It's like a bunch of information just seems to be dropped in your head, kind of thing. And like, where did that come? You know what I mean? Gnosis. Gnosis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it's a very experiential thing. And um, anyway, that's that's what it's that's you know, what it's all about. I'd like to talk about that gnosis just a little bit. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, you know, it says in the Bible, believe, believe, you know, believe in Christ. That word believe is really, to me, um, that represents gnosis. You can only believe in something you know to be true. So you're going to believe in something you've already had an experience in. So a lot of teachings just stay in the mental. You'll notice it. When you pick up a book, you go, uh, you know, it's just mm -hmm. every, everything is new thought movement. The new thought movement, mm -hmm. so most of them will stay in the mental part. And that's where your magic, magic is pretty much in the mental but just above the mental plane is the universal mind, which is totally spiritual, and that's where miracles come from. Mm -hmm. See, miracles and magic are two different things. Magic is you performing things with your, you know, the power of your own thoughts. Miracles is becoming as a little child and trusting. Take no thought for what you might drink or eat, and it just starts coming to you, and you go, oh, my God, that is just a miraculous. You're living by grace. I was thinking yeah. too, like the notion that we, when we talk about the Christ being the, the true self, right, and recognizing the Christ within everybody, and then you say, well, you know, believe in Christ. Mm. So to me, it's like, okay, well, what, what are you, what, what's the true anagogic or occult message there? Well, believe in yourself. You know, if like you understand that God has centered Himself within you, and it's like believe in that thing. It's, it's really a self-empowerment but not an empowerment over another human being because that's right. not what Christ is about at all right. it's like the empowerment of the self that yes you can do it you can walk without that fear what you know and that's in the to me the whole message of, of Christ is really about that is basically just you know getting yourself yeah. up and saying yes I can do this kind of thing absolutely you know I mean yeah. I, one more thing is like yeah. Jesus was a very much a rebel very much a rebel when you, like, we've been picking apart Mark and he's going into the synagogues and he's tipping over tables and he's doing the exact thing you're not supposed to do. Why? Well, because he knew the truth. He had God in with him. He had zero fear. He knew he was living in truth. He was spreading the truth. The people around him knew that they were, he was spreading the truth. And he was in that state and there was nothing that was going to knock him out of that. That's, that's so and true. We, and that is a lesson for us. We need to take up our cross and follow that way, you know? Certainty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah no more doubt. Certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, there was something I was going to say, but I forgot. <laughs> that's all right. But yeah, yeah, that revelation of gnosis—that's that's where it's at, and that's what brings certainty. See, you're not going to have certainty unless you've had an experience with God or with the Creator. You know, mm -hmm. when you've had that mystical experience or gnosis, now certainty becomes your natural state, mm -hmm. and of course, your natural state is in tune with natural law. 
Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of oh, it's too. It's interesting too because it's like a lot of people say, "Well, I believe in God." Well, I don't believe in God. I know God to be true and exists, and I can see Him in the world. Those are two different things. Like, mm -hmm. b like believing in the Christ within you, is is to know God, you know, as opposed to believing in God, and then that's it, kind of. Thing. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I know like, exactly what you're saying. See, that's the difference between <clears throat> perception and revelation. Revelation knowledge. Knowledge and perception are two different things. Mm -hmm. Perception is not knowledge. Perception is just your interpretation of what you think you're looking. You think you see something there and you interpret it in your mind. That's perception. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is when you don't give definition to anything. And by way of divine grace, you receive a revelation. Mm -hmm. And that's gnosis. That's gnosis. And that's what we want. And that's why I call myself a Gnostic. Not because I'm uh, a member of some... Valentinian church in the ancient <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I'm a Gnostic because I, I I've had that experience and I trust that experience in fact I know that my own perceptions get in the way of that experience yeah yeah <laughs> yeah very much yeah. you know yeah perception itself by the way is the veil that blocks the Christ hides the face of Christ see for example if you see someone in the mall or in at the gas station and you're seeing them as a person or as a human and, and you're judging them by their appearance, which Christ said, judge not according to appearances, then you're not going to have the revelation. But if you are willing to let your judgments go and judge not according to appearances, then you'll start seeing Christ in that other person. And then when that person turns around and smiles at you, you won't see another person standing there. You'll see yourself, your true self, reflecting back, mirroring back in the eyes of that other person. That's what awakening is. Maybe we can talk about the difficulty of having that experience and then being, because I think we touched on this a little bit last night, and then going into the world where you know there's a lot of people out there that don't know any of this. So you're looking into somebody's eyes and you're recognizing, okay, I know what that is. That's the Spirit of God manifest yeah. in front of me kind of thing. They don't know shit, though. They're looking <laughs> at you as a carnal, material thing, and they're still eating the world's propaganda and then taking all of that stuff in and they're living in that world and we have to go into that world and interact and that yeah. can be a difficult thing yeah, a yeah. very difficult thing because it's like i mean i've had a lot of trouble with that to the point where i got depressed and and things like that so i don't know what do we have any advice i don't like to give advice but do we have anything to say about yes. how to deal with that i remember we I'm sorry let me rant here <laughs> i remember we talked this was i think i was still in hawaii and you had said something like you went into a Home Depot or something like that, and the guy was like, you need to wear the mask, and you even said to me, and I've never even heard you ever get pissed or anything like that, but you were like angry, because it was just, you know, and then you had to take a step back, and then, you know, so how do you, how do we navigate through that? Yeah, I chased him down the hall. I was like, hey, <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you know? Yeah. Cover my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, that's the spirit of God that's going in there. No, yeah. I'm good, thank you. Well, that's the trap. This world will get you. you yeah, know? I mean, and, that is, yeah. But being mindful, you know, you've heard of mindfulness. In Buddhism, it's called mindfulness because I integrate all the world's great teachings. Mm -hmm. yeah. Practicing mindfulness to me is practicing Christ's vision to see Christ in that other person, you know. Um, but the key is, is that if you can hold your mindfulness and judge not according to appearances, that's our practice. Jesus is telling us, here's your practice. Judge not according to appearances. Mm -hmm. If you can do that practice daily, you'll start to have an experience. You'll start to experience Christ in that other person. And you may lose it every now and then, you know. 
But what happens, see, there's something going on. When you see Christ in another person, it literally activates the, the heart or the Christ inside them. Uh, yeah. I, I want to say something, too, like you had just mentioned, practice. And practice is such an important thing because show me the best guitar player in the world, a guy, a monster guitar player, Eddie Van Halen, right? May he rest in peace. Monster <laughs> guitar player. That guy still practiced. Meaning you could be an absolute Zen master at whatever it is you're doing and you are still going to need to sit down <clears throat> and you're going to need to keep your fingers nimble yeah. and that sort of thing. So that goes for everything in life. So just because you might have had a, an experience, Gnostic experience and, you know, whatever, we've been advanced in some of these areas or something like that, it's still a practice. It's that's still a day-to-day right. -day thing that you have to go out and you have to live those principles. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's why they say they, you know, you practice medicine or you're a practitioner, a shaman practitioner, because you're practicing. There are principles mm -hmm. and you do practice them. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. We're not just talking, you know, about books we've read. There are principles mm -hmm. and you do practice them. Um, one thing is I believe in the Holy Spirit with all my heart. The Holy Spirit is a real active, uh, like a bridge between heaven and earth. The Holy Spirit will speak to you, work with you. In fact, the scripture says that the, the Spirit, you need not a man teach you, only the Spirit of God. So when you tap into the Holy Spirit within you and you wake up every morning and recognize the Holy Spirit, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. See, true Christianity is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And when you do this, you'll find out you'll start practicing with the Holy Spirit. You'll start practicing along with the Holy Spirit. You'll hear that still, small voice. I was just about to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah just, go this way. Go, don't go that way, okay? Yeah. Okay, this, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, the still, small voice. It's when they say in, in the New Testament, it says the epistle is written in our hearts. Yeah. That one line says the most because you know what it is. You actually know what's moral, good, and true in, in, in this world. At the end of the day, you're, that still, small voice is going to tell you, and that's literally God speaking to yes. you. Yes. It is. Yes. We, we don't listen to it. We've, we've learned to turn it, tune it out. You know, a lot of times the lessons that they tell you, it tells you like, hey, you got to quit smoking. You got to quit smoking. Yeah. You got to quit smoking. Yeah. You got to yeah. quit smoking. You know? Don't kill. <laughs> you know, that, don't that's the thing. And then, but, and then finally you, you do, you know, that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And that's, that's when you're, you know, and that's a practice. That's yeah. not something. I, I haven't mastered it yet. I can tell you that much. Yeah. You but, know? you know, when you're truly unawake, that's when you need some Ten Commandments. You need Ten Commandments, at least, or more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you're not. But if when you have that, when you're born again, now the law becomes your own governing. That governs you is the spirit within you. You become the law, oh, yeah. right? You know what I mean? You're embodying that. You're yeah. living with it. You don't need somebody to come along and tell you what to do <laughs> and like, this is the right thing to do. And it's like, no, you, you in general, I would say yeah. you know it, right? What's a kingdom of heaven is within you. What's a kingdom? Mm -hmm. it, the, kingdom of, the kingdom of God is the government of God. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the government of God is the laws of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit become your very nature and that's that's the only laws in the kingdom of god that there is there's no ten commandments in the kingdom of god it really gets into uh we we wanted to touch on this like the natural law and that's that's it there is only that that's there it. is only god's laws any human being that comes along and writes something down and says this is what you have to follow that actually goes to me goes directly against god's yeah law you know no, God gave us the air and the ground beneath our feet. He gave us our bodies. He gave us everything for us to flourish here, right? 
to, mm -hmm. to, to live in abundance and flourish while we can here. And the, the, the tyrants and the despots and the, the Satanists of the world are yeah. trying to get us and have done mm -hmm. a bang up job of getting us away from understanding such a basic thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And the only, I think the only way out of this sort of situation, whether that's personally or collectively mm -hmm. as a humanity, is to align with that. Align your will. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, Doctor Selenko just passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And his last words, they say, um, was uh, align yourself with the will of God. Mm -hmm. Align your will with God's will. Mm -hmm. That was his last message. You know, and I thought that's beautiful. You know, because that's the natural law that we're talking about: the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, the gratitude, contentment, and all of those that uh virtues yeah that that's your natural state mm -hmm. but but you have to align your will with that every day that's your practice <laughs> to yeah. get up and say i am one with god i i am at one with god god is my father i am his child and then you walk with that recognition all throughout the day and then the laws become your very own nature mm -hmm. see being born again is is having the nature of god birthed out of you yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's natural law uh -huh. because natural law you don't need a man to tell you what's right and wrong you know what's right and wrong because you become that mm -hmm. that's gnosis yeah yeah I'd yes. like to add my two cents. yeah please, please. my wife my wife is yes. going to add something she's here. got three cents she's going to add <laughs> so which doesn't well, isn't worth shit these days but she has some good things to say <laughs> so yeah. okay um in, I've been taking a yoga practice, mm -hmm. and um, part of it is uh, spiritual awareness. And um, what what do we do when we encounter situations that we really feel infuriated with? Like somebody tells you, take off your mask, and you're like, ah. Yeah. So um, the trick is to pause in that moment. Okay. Take a deep breath in. I, I got to write this down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's like, P -P oh, wait a second. <laughs> the initials are P P. A L. Pause. Stop yourself. Yeah. Present yourself. Feel that love of God. You know, breathe into your centers. Actually, be in that experience of that embodiment, mm -hmm. and then from that point, you could knock ask. him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ask. And listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Presence, pause, but the pause, presence, align yourself, ask, what should I do in this situation? Father, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And listen. It's definitely what I need to work on, because I, I mean, that, because there's, I mean, it is, and it's there's a for me, it's weird because like there's a there's times where I feel like I also have to like stand up for what's right if something uh -huh. you know what I mean, and uh -huh. so I I battle this thing of like because I have no problem just hey I'll just get somebody's face or whatever like, right. you know if like you whatever it is like if you've mm -hmm. like we just got kit we went to. This was a couple weekends ago. We went to this bar with my folks mm -hmm. to have a little mm -hmm. sandwich or whatever. Yeah. And anyway, we I don't want to talk too much about it, but we essentially got kicked out for no reason right. really whatsoever. Yeah, anyway. In this life, you will encounter <sighs> Yeah, and moments. so to me, I was immediately, I was like, no, I was just wronged. I was just, thank you very much, Mark Brotherson. Thank you, God bless. 
Bless you, I was just wronged. You know, it was discrimination, all mm-hmm. of this sort of stuff. And so mm-hmm. immediately in this moment, I wanted to get up and be like, right. no, absolutely right. not. Right. You know, and then I realized, right. too, it's like, you can't did be it acting from your ego. Self. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I was, you know, that's what I'm saying. When you're born again, that becomes your natural state uh-huh. to pause and to not defend yourself. Yeah, because when you defend yourself, you're defend you're defending the ego. I mean, really, yeah. the body. God, <laughs> but B-P-A-L, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when you come into these moments, and that's that's the practice, the practice of awareness, the coming into that pausing, stop yourself, presence yourself. Who am I? I'm God's son. <laughs> Boom. You know. And if you got to blow off a little steam, just go grab your you know, shotgun. You need to blow off. You know, there's, there's ways of taking care of this. <laughs> you know, breathe yeah. into your centers. And yeah, get, yeah. getting back to the principle idea, because that is one of the principles. Resist not evil, mm-hmm. which love does not defend. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you can do whatever you want to. You can't hurt me. Mm. I'm the Buddha, you know, yeah. in my spirit. My, my spirit is one with God. You can do whatever you think you can do, but there's no defending yourself. You just move, move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's two, I guess maybe as a youthful, whatever, just seeing so much pain and suffering in the world and feeling like, oh, we have to right the wrongs. Okay. Well, you, you can't do that in this. You, you can put yourself out, be the light that shines amongst all men, yeah. you know, you can do all that. But you are not in control of the flow of this creation, God. Beautiful. Period. And the only thing you can do is recognize it, go with that flow, be as, you know, in service to humanity as possible in every single way. And that's it. Yeah. And then the rest of it is out of your hands. You can't, I've learned that I put too much on my shoulders as far as that's concerned. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jesus is hanging on, is lifeless hanging on my cross. Let's talk about this. You know, (laughs) several years ago, I would have never put a picture of uh, or a cross on me with Jesus hanging dead on it you know <laughs> but then I had the then I had the awakening because I don't I don't feel that Jesus is a human sacrifice for my sins that's that's kind of the Old Testament idea of the Lamb of God you know but what that represents according to Paul the Pauline gospel I, I love Paul's teachings that I died with Christ on the cross mm-hmm. so whenever I look at this cross now and I see Jesus hanging there I said oh I'm dead in Christ you can't offend. You cannot offend a dead man. Mm-hmm. So now, when I walk into uh, Home Depot and someone tells me to put a mask on or something, I'm dead. You know, it doesn't matter. I have. You, you don't bother me. I'm just going to keep shopping. <laughs> yeah. We went out to dinner last night, and right before we got in, he Amor asked me. He's like, "Do you have a problem ever wearing this?" And I was like, "Well, why?" And then he said, "Well, because." Well, what did you say? Basically, because so many of the modern Christians, they blood sacrifice. Yeah, they yeah. look at that as like. A dead body on a cross, and I'm like, yeah. I don't see that at all. I said, this is a, you know, to me, this is a kabbalistic symbol. This is a symbol of, once again, getting on the, the tree of life, yeah. and you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I think the point that we were talking about was, as a gnostic or whatever, it's like you don't allow other people to define what these things mean for you, especially when they clearly don't know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. And so I said the same thing for everything that I had I had undergone, and obviously you as well, things like Freemasonry, Kabbalah, even calling yourself a Gnostic or a Christian. People have these preconceived notions, or in my opinion, or sometimes not even opinion, just a fact, you got it completely wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to let your definition define me because yep. your definition isn't accurate. It's yeah. not, you know, so... That's perception. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep. So... 
Yeah, Get, getting into Gnosticism and Masonry and like all of these things, and then even going so far as calling myself a Christian. I never thought I'd do that because I had the dead man on a cross in my head for too long. It's like that's not what it's about. No. That's not what this is about. Yeah, yeah. at all. And yeah. So there's three levels to this, by the way. Um, the first one is the fundamentalist old time gospel message that Jesus is a blood sacrifice for your sins. That's the first layer. When you peel back that air, that's you on the cross. That's the death of your old man, your old self. The, the death of your old fleshly nature, that is your old sinful nature, whatever you want to call it, of that false self has died on the cross with Christ. And then the third thing is that's all humanity. Jesus dying on the cross is symbolic of what the Logos has been doing on this earth plane for thousands of years, which is crucifying itself through, through Adam's dream of sickness, pain, and death. That symbol in this, like in a mathematical metaphor, it's a fractal. Yeah. yeah. Right? Do you know yeah. what I'm There's saying? There's layers to yeah, that. Yeah, it's to, like this layers. represents the entire, um, what do you want to say, um, situation humanity's in. The entire, yeah, the, the, the entire uh, cosmic scene, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, the, the cosmic story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the, the thing about the, the death, rebirth, the um, looking into all of these different cultures and then just looking into nature itself, you see that that's what nature does. That's what it Look does. at the moon. Look yeah. at the cycle of the moon. Oh, it's going away. Oh, it's, what happened to the moon? It's gone. And next thing you know, there's a new cycle. That's right. New to new, you know, new to new, full to full, right? Then you look at the seasonal cycle. What happens? Oh, the sun's going to go away. It's going really low on the horizon. Oh, it's going to die. And then what <laughs> happens? It comes back up. Yep. That's because that's exactly the structure of where we are yeah and so this is fundamental to that because it talks about your death the spiritual death but the resurrection as well the resurrection now, so paul, paul said i die daily mm -hmm. there it is yeah, right there. yeah yeah you yeah. got to die daily mm -hmm. and of course if you die daily you're going to resurrect daily too yeah because that that resurrection is the alignment of your will with the will of god now think about what th that term or phrase in reference to like the, the structure of the cosmos, you know, like I die daily, so does the sun. And then what happens? It's born again. It's born again. It's born again. <laughs> it's born again. So here we go. Oh, the understanding of what, what man is supposed to do here, it's so complicated and all this other stuff. No. God made a circle in the sky, went up here and down there, you know, and does it again. And that fundamental cycle will tell you everything you essentially need to do here. That's it. Be in alignment with the light and die and be reborn. Die and be reborn. That's the entirety of Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's Hiram Abiff, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's, being raised out of the... Okay, let's talk about uh, Masonry here. No free lunches. There you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Do we have any, do we have any good questions or anything? I don't, I don't want to... No. If anybody has any questions, feel free to... Um, what is a woman? What is... <laughs> uh, I'm no biologist I can't anymore. answer that. I mean, come on. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> the wheels are coming off all that. Okay, let's talk about a little bit about um, masonry, the the secret orders, the brotherhoods, the that sort of thing. Because you've spent a lot of time. We, Amor and I, have basically completely different perspectives than most of the truth seekers online, and it's. <laughs> I know I've offended a lot of people because I've yeah. been staunch in my support of masonry and defending it. You've spent, and now I'm not a mason. I didn't do social lodge masonry. I wasn't a Rosicrucian. I wasn't Knights Templar. I didn't go down to the you know odd fellows or anything like that. But mm -hmm. you have, 
You've spent time in those lodges. Yeah. What's What's your experience? What do you? It's beautiful. It's yeah, just yeah. like anywhere else you go. Um, subsequently, I've spent time in Hindu temples, been initiated in Sufi orders and everything else, and spent just as much time in those schools. Um, they're all the same. They all lead one to, to that mystical resurrection of your higher self. That's all it is. That's all it is, is awakening to your higher self and aligning yourself with natural law. Mm-hmm. That's it. And like I say, you can look at Davos, you can look at the uh, entire Bilderberg, uh, the evil, wicked uh, spider web that's trying to consume this earth. None of them are Freemasons. None of these people. In fact, if Klaus Schwab or Harari, what's his name? Revolvo or whatever. (laughs) If he ever stepped foot in a lodge, he'd be led to the door. I mean, and and asked to never come back. Uh, No, one of the... You cannot be a Mason unless you align yourself with the morality of universal principles such as love, charity, and service to mankind. You can't be a Mason unless you, do, unless you align yourself with natural law. So that, that right there, a lot of your conspiracy theories that we have from a lot of my dear friends, even still to this day, yeah. they have it all wrong. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Freemasonry at all. It's a beautiful, esoteric carryover, the ancient mystery school traditions, and it's really just like any other yoga path. Mm-hmm. Well, it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be. I mean, that's the thing that we have to also say, too. So is so are the Christian churches. Yeah. As you said, like to me, and I think you've agreed with this, the same pitfalls that Christianity has fallen under is the same thing that Masonry, yeah. modern Masonry, has fallen yeah. under. You can't blame Christ for that, or you can't blame Masonry for that. What you can blame is people not actually being on the path and going into these churches right. and orders and things. That has nothing to do with the tradition of Freemasonry, how beautiful it is, the le- the, the literature that's yeah. surrounding it. I mean, that's what people I don't think really understand when they get into Masonry is it's you're studying. You're studying religions. That's what you're doing. That's what all the books are about. It's about the symbolism. It's about the rituals. It's about the liturgy. It's about what these things mean, the comparative mythology, the mystical path. That's all I've ever read. I never read anything about devil worship or this or that. And so it's been very, over the years, it's been frustrating going into the truth community and then trying to just have this simple conversation. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. And so I think we, I, I said this to you last night, I said, I'm pretty much done talking, not in a, I'm not trying to be antagonistic or anything or self-righteous or anything like that. I'm just, I'm sort of done talking to the people that can't handle that conversation (laughs) or that they're still in that camp of like, oh, it's the Masons kind of thing. You're so far gone. You're so wrong. And I don't know, even know where to start, but yet most of those people don't want to have the conversation. So there's nothing, there's nothing more to say there. I feel like I personally, I don't have anything to add to that conversation because conversation's not being had yeah. you know what i mean the only person i get to talk to this stuff about you know it's you yeah, i call yeah. chad swans or something yeah. but other than that it's and that's unfortunate i think yeah i mean what's wrong with love and service and being i mean the freemasons that i've fellowshiped with oh man they work day and night helping people you know just going from door to door mowing people's yards for free mm-hmm. and just loving on people all day long mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like, oh man, you can't speak evil against that, brother. No, <laughs> you know, it's no. like, but they do. I mean, people make whole videos about it. But uh, no, and yeah. Well, like I said, I was just talking about the the faith, hope, and charity. I learned that from Masonry, and then I found out. Well, they got it from the New Testament. Like I yeah. didn't even know. It was like, I, 
oh, Ephesians man. or Corinthians yeah. or whatever it is. I forget what it is. But I was like, here is a fundamental of the New Testament. Yeah. Wrapped up in masonry. No one ever talks about it. That's true. It's like, well, why not? That's a fundamental there. I mean, that's, you know, so yeah. I, I've had problems with that for so many years because to me, it's been such an amazing path. Like as soon as I opened those books and started getting into that, yeah. it was just, the doors just kept opening. It's like, well, you got to read this guy too. And you got to listen to a hundred Manly Palmer Hall lectures. And you got, you know, because yeah. it's just, yeah, you, you, you now, I, I no longer go to any social lodge because of the fact that they're not doing the esoteric studies. Yeah, yeah. They're not participating in, in the spiritual principles that founded, you know, I, when I think of masonry, really, I, I think of ancient masonry when it yeah, comes me too. Yeah. when it comes to metaphysics. Yeah. That is spiritual teachings. But modern day masonry is a, is basically a good old boys club. It's just a good old boys club and much like your local church. It's just a social gathering. Mm-hmm. And for social convenience, a lot of people go to church. Mm-hmm. Same with masons today, unfortunately, it's just a social club. So to be honest with you, in the, this is Kali Yuga, the age of the Kali Yuga, according to the, the Vedic scriptures, if you can believe that, then we are in the age of darkness where a lot of these schools are just spiritually dark. Yeah. They're dark. So are the churches. And so, the churches. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, They're gone. it's the time that we live in, so you got yeah. you know, to recognize that. Yeah. I think it's just too easy to throw... Well, people do the same thing with Christianity, too. Like, it's all a cult, and it's all a conspiracy, and, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like... Okay, may, you know, maybe that's one part about it because yes, sometimes the churches go bad and blah 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 blah. But that's not what it's about at no, all. No, not at all. I mean, yeah. not even close. So, no. and anyway, that's uh, it's been an unfortunate thing over the years because I thought people would get over it. Yeah. I thought after this time, I've been doing this for like since 2011. You know, yeah. like I figured at some point some of these guys. Well, would a lot have. have. The... I, I've seen a, an opening to a lot of people that's moving more into the spiritual aspects and saying, yeah, yeah you know, maybe we. Yeah, yeah. Misjudge that. It's yeah. just like that. It's something about I've found over the years the esoteric or occult door. It's like people are afraid to open it, or if they open it, they've already got these preconceived notions about what it all is. There, right there. And yeah. you know, and that's a perception yeah. thing. It's a perception <laughs> thing. It's a judgment. Yeah, and yeah. so, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope that is changing. But yes, Je- Jennifer has a question. Oh, oh okay. No, yes, you can buy me Mexican food tonight. I will have the <laughs> Adobado tacos. What with do you the... know about mudras of yoga and how to use them properly? Ooh, do you know anything about the Beautiful. mudras? Yeah. Yes. Um, my wife probably knows the mudras, babe. The mudras. Okay, this um, opening up wide. Kind of get close here yeah, to, your, yeah. to your bowl. Okay. Um, Speak around the corner. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know a lot, but it's just um, like these. This is re- receptivity, mm-hmm. and if you want to ground yourself, you bring the palms down, and this is opening yourself. So if you ever want to do do some meditation and listening to that inner voice, you can do this. They they open up different yeah, centers. They open up different yeah, centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, we're not very uh, educated on the mudras too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, you know, I personally, I do. I when I meditate, I'll either do this or I'll do this the Buddhist because mm-hmm. I practice with Zen Buddhist as well. You know, and um, and you just sit like this. And of course, in Christianity, they do this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's bringing both hemispheres of your brain together, right there. Mm-hmm. So there are some hand movements you can do. This is this is my favorite mudra. <laughs> yeah, for real. If you ever want to center over here, mm-hmm. like go go over here, 
and then over She's here. She's doing this. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, over, over on the top of your head, bringing the hands together on the top of your head, and then bringing it to the heart center, and then to the lower dantian over here, lower center, like this. Yeah. Another question. Okay. Uh, could you guys maybe talk about how to clear blockages to raise your consciousness? One, uh, one love and blessing. Beautiful. Can you say? Can you ask that again? How, clear the uh, block. Could you guys maybe talk about how to clear blockages to raise your consciousness? You, what, what do you have to yeah. say about this? I've got a few things um, I can say. She's good. Like, at it. Uh, one, the, the nadis. Like, uh, do you want to take a deep breath in? And then hold. We hold hold, hold for like three breaths. And then physiologically, if you breathe, breathe this. Do the same on this side. She's showing breathing exercises yeah, where you hold the nose. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't want. But wanna, you know, gonna, I I would say too for me now my I go the more psychological approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think guilt is one of the biggest blockages that people have, and because guilt and fear are the same thing. And what do we feel guilty? Well, why would we feel guilty? Well, remember, Adam went to sleep, and as you said in one of your studies, he never woke up. So he's still dreaming this dream of sin, sickness, death, guilt, fear. And this is the human condition. Everyone lives in this lower kind of... And so the blocks for a lot of people is usually unconscious guilt or unconscious fear. And that, that's the main blocks that most everybody shares in the human condition. And the way to get rid of that and I, lo I love this because this comes from another Gnostic teaching called A Course in Miracles, is to practice true forgiveness. Now, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is not forgiving another person. Forgiveness is, is listening to the Holy Spirit and not judging. So, for example, everyone in the world is a mirror. So if someone is mirroring back some problem within you, they're trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. So God's trying to get your attention through these relationships you have. For me, the quickest way to remove blocks is to forgive everyone and everything that's outside of you. If you can practice true forgiveness, which is not judging, giving them to God and seeing the Christ in everyone, not judging them for anything. And the more you practice forgiveness, the more your unconscious guilt will be dissolved. It dissolves. See, yeah. I was about to say pretty much the same thing. If you're going to, for me, psychologically anyway, to uh, unblock things, to raise your consciousness, fear is the biggest one. It is. I would say fear, and that's why the Bible says fear not. How many people are afraid to go out into the world and be like, I'm a flat earther? Think about yeah. it. Like they'll, they, they are, but they're not going to mention it at work because they're embarrassed or things like that. All of all of those things, yeah. it's it's a fear. It's like you, oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a, like oh, I'm not going to go into masonry. That's all devil worship things like that. Blah 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 blah. It's all fear. It's all fear. Yeah, just like fearing a bunch of stuff you don't understand and you refuse to look at. Yeah. You're fearing your true cosmology, your relationship with God, actual relationship with God. You're fearing that. Yeah. So uh, you're fear what other people are going to say about you. You're going to afraid fear, you're going to die. Afraid you're going to die. Fear you're going to be cast out of society and all of these fears, once yeah. you sort of cross the Rubicon, you realize how silly yeah. they are. Like, I don't I don't care what anybody thinks. I, like, yeah. I'm so happy being, doing what it is I'm doing and, you know, I mean, yeah. I, and for me personally, I've had to go out in front of lots of people and say the 
opposite thing of what they think. And you you can't if you do that, you can't have fear. That dissolves it. Yeah, just by confronting it. You, you confront. Yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, bringing the darkness to those dear, bringing the the darkness or the unconscious guilt or fear or whatever it is to the light of Christ inside you. It'll dissolve it. The Holy Spirit really is the the one that does this work in us. Um, look at the propaganda on the news and TV and all. What is it doing? It's trying to hold that fear down in here yep. and to keep you in that lowest state of consciousness, that lowest chakra, if you want to call it that. They're trying to keep you down in it. Magnetize everything here is trying to pull you to the earth plane yeah, yeah. and to keep you heavy and fearful and guilty. And you look at the propaganda, all the news, you know, just fear, 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 fear. Well, you bring that to the light. Bring it to the light. And the light is your own illumined consciousness, your own spiritual self. In meditation, you can do this. A lot of people just practice meditation. The Zen Buddhist just sits in, in Zazen, and all this stuff comes up naturally. Again, naturally. And as it comes up, it, it dissolves in the light of your awareness. Yeah, mm -hmm. and what you don't what you don't work on in your conscious state, you you'll have dreams at night, because a lot of things you can't really look at in when you're conscious will come out in your dreams, or or manifest in your actual world, right? Because manifest, right? And you're gonna have to deal with it anyway. You're gonna have to deal with it. One it way. doesn't <laughs> matter. Like so, that's the thing about having no fear about that as well. Is like you're just gonna have to go into it and suck it up and yeah. kind of thing, right? And and we and you will because we, we all will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's patterns that keep returning, like themes in your life that keep returning. Yeah, that's just a good thing to look at because that means that there's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said, if a repeated pattern keeps happening in your, in your life, there's something there you need to look at. Yeah. It's, if it's the same relationship, every other person, and that person is reflecting the same forgiveness lesson, there's something in yourself that needs to be healed or forgiven. But when you recognize that's what's happening, it's easy. But when you don't know, if you're defending yourself and resisting, and that's, this is the human condition. Everyone, people don't know that actually every negative the experience is an invitation to mm -hmm. heal that. Mm -hmm. To me, that's how you work on your stuff. The world becomes your teacher. Yeah, the world yeah. is the classroom. Yeah, it's a yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah. The the other thing I found out about fear is that like once you've tackled it, brought it to the surface, cleansed it with the Holy Ghost or whatever you want to say, yeah. right? <laughs> you you look at it in a new light, and it's like almost laughable. Right, yeah, it's yeah. like it's a joke or something. Like I can't, like at some point, like I can't believe I ever feared that or I was ever, you know, kind of thing. That's true. And so there's a, I don't know. That's uh, there's some joy that comes with that. Like, and in uh, that joy also dissolves anything because when you laugh and when you're happy and when you feel the beauty of of a you know of life itself, all those negative states dissolve inside you. That's why I say align yourself with natural law. Walk in the Spirit. Be governed by the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. Love God. Be devoted to God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And all these negative blocks will dissolve. And do it genuinely and honestly. Yeah. Don't just go, like you've said, just go to church and look, this kind of thing. <laughs> just like uh, we just read in Mark that they, there was these people, they, uh, the, the chief synagogues and all this other stuff, and they went to the treasury and they were just shelling out money to the treasury. And then the, the poor woman, with just two mites to make a farthing, whatever, she goes in and Jesus was like, 
your I I love you. That's the right? one because you actually yeah. meant it. You were genuine. Yeah, you know, you didn't just just take in a bunch of BS and that's my spiritual life. No, you were you meant it. You put your whole life into it. She put everything in, even all her living. It says. Yeah, you're in, She had a walking meditation on Christ, and yeah. it didn't matter how if she put two pennies in. God is like, oh, you, yeah. were, you were living it the whole time. And there was another one that says, oh, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Yep, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one. And he stopped everybody and says, look, y'all see that? That's it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, yeah. you have to want God that much. You have to really desire God. And that God, that comes from within you as well. It doesn't come from you. This is the mystery <laughs> teachings too, yeah. guys. Uh, this is what masonry will teach you is that yeah. it's like, so a lot of people have all these ideas of what happens. Like if you go into a lodge and like what goes on there. And really, as far as I understand, what goes on is like you go in and they say, all right, it's up to you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, there you go. There's a bunch of books here if you want. Uh, there's some good masons here. You can talk to these guys, but yeah. uh, go knock, go ask, and that's it. And then the rest is your path. You're walking up the mountain. You're the one that's knocking yep. on the door. You're the one that's asking. It's all up to you. And so um, yeah, in the first three degrees, you go from darkness to light. Mm-hmm. Now, what's wrong with that? <laughs> what, what's wrong with that? You know, and I mean. <laughs> Are you riding a goat while you're doing that? Yeah, riding riding a goat. I didn't see a goat. I've never seen a goat. Never seen a goat there? No, no. no, Well, you're obviously a shell. (laughs) Maybe I was in the wrong line. (laughs) But, you know, um, I wanted to go into masonry because I'd already studied these ancient masons. And I said, ooh, that's good there, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was already studying the Vedas, the Hindu scriptures, Upanishads. And I love the ancient wisdom schools of yoga. Mm-hmm. See, the ancient wisdom schools of yoga predate the mystery schools of the West. And let's yeah. just stop all this here. Once again, some terms, just a bunch of words that you're throwing on something. What does yoga mean? Union. What are you looking to do? Union. Union. Union with God. <laughs> exactly. I and my father are one. Done. Know. So here we, you know, this is why I get frustrated when I see a lot of Christians like, oh, you can't do the yoga. Or that, or that. So, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, you better do yoga. Or yeah. You're gonna be stuck here. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do some kundalini yoga or even. Let's talk about this meditation. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit. You can do that. Those are all great it's all things. All types of yoga. All types of yoga. All types yeah. of meditation. All, like I, I've said, um, going for a walk in the woods by yourself for two hours can be more meditative than yeah. than some guy that's in an ashram sitting there for days and days and days yeah. it's once again your intention how genuine you are what are you what are you going for amen right um so i'll give you a meditation at last night we were talking we were talking last night in the book of revelations chapter 21 or two mm-hmm. so, somewhere in the back of the book <laughs> it says uh that i john saw you and me all of us sitting around the throne of glory singing the song of redemption hallelujah hallelujah we made it you know we're there in other words the script this whole script the great reset and all these yugas and all this has already been written the script has been written the time is at hand the time is fulfilled and of course uh, the the scriptures tell you that a, a a day to us is 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 a thousand years to the lord in other words god's times in the mind of god this is already over Mm-hmm. We're already seated in that in that around the throne, so if you can practice sitting in that white robe, see yourself, see yourself sitting already at the end of time, and look back at this world for what it is, 
It's just a fleeting, uh, you know, every stone will be ashes here, mm -hmm. or dust. Mm -hmm. Look back at this world standing at the end of time. Stand there where John said you are already seated with Christ. Stand there and look back at this world and you can forgive everything here. Just forgive everything. Not just this person, that person, the whole world. Forgive the whole drama here. Mm -hmm. Like when you think about like uh, the the cultures that have been here before or like the, let's say the giants you know how many cultures talk about ancient giants yeah. are we going to lament that the giants are gone <laughs> no why because that was yeah. that was going to happen they yeah. were all going to be gone just like we're all going to be gone if if yeah tartaria and that sort of stuff hasn't taught us anything it should teach us that look everything gets gone yeah things become extinct things go you know that that kind of thing Everything is fleeting and passing and temporary here. And so when Jesus says, oh, see all these stones are all going to be cast down, we see that with our own eyes. We can see it happen in our history. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen in the future? Yep. Look Creation's your... already done. <laughs> we, it, we, he, God knows exactly what's going to happen to all those things. That's why Christ came along and said, look at all this. It'll all be gone. And that's not some fear and doom and destruction kind of thing. It's just yeah. the recognition of what goes on here. And you have to do the same thing. The, the old stones of your building shall all be cast down at, at 1.2. And the, yeah. the, the true temple will rise, right? You That's know what I'm it. saying? That's it. Okay. Now, remember, we, we started this awakening from what, awakening to what. And then I go back to Adam because Adam was put to sleep. You know, they took the rib out of Adam and all that. Um, it doesn't say anything about waking Adam up. So we're still in Adam's dream. Awakening, so... Awakening from what? Awakening from the dream of Adam. This, the dream of sickness, pain, and death. And when you awaken from the dream in, of Adam, I believe we'll wake up and realize we never left the kingdom, the Father's house. Mm -hmm. We never left the Father's house. You see? What left the Father's house was the prodigal son, not the true son. <laughs> Remember this too. It says that we are made in the image of God. And the, the language there is very specific because that is the root of the word imagination. And so when you think that, when you think about it that way, in a very esoteric way, it's like we are in the imagination of God. There it is. It's a dream. <laughs> and so people that look to this God that's out somewhere that you're going to get to or like, you know, God made the world and then set it like a clock and then took off or something like that. No, no, no. That's no, not how no. it is. Like the essence of God is everything and everywhere around you. And by the way, this is the thing that yeah. really got me into a lot of this stuff because that understanding of Christ, above all, through all within you, is the, is the exact definition of Christ in the Bible. All over the Bible. It, Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first mm. and the last. He's within you. He's the gift of the Gentiles. He's above all, through all, and within you all. Well, then your understanding of Christ must match that criteria, must match that definition. Yeah. Well, the only the only way that it can match that definition is if Christ is literally embodied everywhere around you, within mm. you, above you, just yeah. as it says. When you say Christ is only this man that came in history, then none of that is incongruent. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like, it isn't to say he wasn't a man in history. We can talk about that a little bit maybe, but yeah. um, that's not what it's about. Yeah. So. Each individual spark is an idea in the mind of God. So God is not out there. God is not over there. God is actually the mind in which we exist, mm -hmm. the universal mind. So a lot of people don't like when I say Christ is not a person. 
but uh, what, I, what I'm really saying is that Christ is the true self of every person. Yeah. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name. <laughs> Christ is actually th that divine identity that we share. And that's why we're called the body of Christ. We're his body. We're the body of Christ. The spiritual body of Christ is the Christ. Christ is someone's been Christed or Christed. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, and that's what we've got to awaken to, the Christ. And the Christ is the perfect idea that God has of you. That perfect thought of God, of his one son, the only begotten son, is the Christ inside you. Um, let's talk about this a little bit because I, like, I think you and I differ on this a little bit, but it's also zero issue. And that's this notion. A lot of people will ask like, okay, well, what is, what is Christ? They think it's like, they'll say it to me as like, oh, you think it's an archetype or something. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I don't think that at all. Like, you know, then you say, well, if you don't believe that he came in history, then how can you believe in, in this sort of stuff? And my answer to my answer to this is I, I'm not saying that Christ didn't exist. He obviously exists <laughs> yeah. in that sense. I'm just saying I don't necessarily believe that, and there's really no reason to believe that this particular book is a history book. Now, that doesn't mean that there wasn't a man <clears throat> in history named Christ or John or that sort of stuff. <clears throat> um, and, you know, for me also it's like, this, the, the message and the story and the living theology that we get from the book is way more important than trying to graft it onto history mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Some people have a problem with that for me. It's not a problem with me. I, I prefer to believe that Christ was a real being. I think he was an enlightened character, and I think stories were grafted around that. doesn't take, for me anyway, it doesn't take anything away from that no, understanding. absolutely. You know, um, and for me, it's grown my understanding of it. I would say by taking these the perspective. That I yeah, do. yeah. So, but I, for me, I have a zero issue. If, if you believe Christ is came in the flesh and died on the cross and rose three days, that's fine. Like to me, as zero issue. But when we only focus on that, especially like you've talked yeah. about the death, you know, the the blood on the cross and all that sort of stuff, it's like it's. I don't know. It's it makes it like deranged or something. I don't know what else to say. You know, you know? it's true. There's layers to this. See, that's why there's an exoteric interpretation. Then there's this esoteric or spiritual interpretation. See, the only Christ I'm concerned with, and I feel everyone should be concerned with, is the one we can experience right here, right now. The living. Yeah. The living, not the dead, the, the <laughs> yeah. flesh on a cross, the that's living right. Christ that was in the beginning yeah. and will be there in the very end. <laughs> All right. It's impossible to prove a historical Jesus. You can't do it. I've tried. Yeah. And you can't prove it one way or the other, really. Yeah. Uh, that it, you can't prove he didn't exist. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, is that even an issue? Not in the Gnostic mind. Yeah. In the mind of a Gnostic, we are only concerned with the Christ that we can experience directly that awakens our heart and opens our... I know if you pray in the name of Jesus, your prayers will be answered. That's a fact. There is one that goes by the name of Jesus. I think there's a whole legion of, of angelics, you know. I believe in angels and things like that, but I only believe in what I can experience. It, what's of value is not so much a historical person. And remember, this is Adam's dream, so if Jesus did exist, he would just be another figure in Adam's dream, you know. I'm looking for a Christ that's not part of the dream, that's going to get me out of this dream of sickness, pain, and death. We're in God's dream, and all of dreams, the thoughts, the images, they're all fleeting and passing. But yeah. the truth of God will always remain. The, the, the brain in this, in this metaphor 
of God imagining everything is never going anywhere. But the, the dream Christ. inside is just like your dreams. They're fleeting, passing. Yeah. A lot of times they don't even make sense. That yeah. kind of thing, right? So um, when, when that's like, what we seek. We seek that the yeah. eternal that gives rise to the dream in the first place. Beautiful. That's not mm, not yeah. clinging on to the image and the dream itself, right? One time. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, brother. And I one time I was walking in the park and I realized... I said, oh, my God. You know, I said, I looked at all the stars, all the people playing in the park. I said, you know, I really don't care about any of this. I only care about the mind that's dreaming this. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm interested in. And that at that moment, my world changed. That sacralizes everything. It's, yeah. it's, and that's why I've been saying lately, it's like the, the, um, the uh, what, am I, what am I trying to say? The, the kind of notion that people have with like Native American spiritual, spirituality, where they'll walk into nature and everything has an, a sacredness to it. The wind, the trees are alive, it's the alive. rocks yeah. are alive, yeah, yeah. the mountain has a, a personality and things like that. I mean, I think that that's what the Bible is actually trying to get you to understand, yeah. is to actually see the living that yes. essence that's within everything which to me is like i said it's more like native american yeah. and i i mean also as a younger man before i even launched into spiritual topics and things like that i would spend a lot of time in nature lots and lots and lots of time mm. in nature hiking endlessly going up mountains oh, yeah. and things like that and i don't know how many times i would get to a place and it felt like that place, not just because of the geography or whatever, but had a character to it. There was a personality to it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And it was like you're in this living essence of God. It's not just some rocks on the ground. It's like, no, this thing is alive in that sense. Yeah, now you know? that's the Christ I'm and talking about. That's, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I want to get. To, I want that state. And so That's Christ consciousness yeah. when you see God in everything. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, Christians don't like the, those terms like Christ consciousness. Do I know, but it's like it's the same. It, we're talking about once again the same thing. You say yoga, or you say chakra, or you say whatever. <laughs> You're just throwing these yeah. terms on to actually mean something transcendental. I'm telling you, I yeah, know. yeah. There's a lot of blocks when it comes to my Christian brothers and sisters. Yeah. I, I love them, mm -hmm. but you got to be almost quiet around them. You can't. <laughs> you really. Um, it. You do have to be wise. It's, you know, and kind of silent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one thing we were talking about too. Um, was that like knowing all this stuff and then going into the world and then having to like for Jennifer and I, it's like we there. It's hard to talk to some people now because it's like we feel like we have to self censor. Yeah, yeah. And that's because it's like, oh, I I can't say everything I would like to say because I know that you can't handle yeah. it, or that you'll just end the conversation, or or it might even sever a relationship. And so there's a, there's a sort of dance you have to play, you yeah, know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Christians, I talk about Jesus. I talk Christian, you know, because that's all you, but you know, it works. I mean, you can, because see, to me, it's only about love. And so for a Christian, we're going to go Jesus all day long uh -huh. because we're going to share the love of God. And now with my Buddhist friends, it's just, we'll talk about meditation. We'll talk about the Buddha all day long. Because we're going to share the same love, we're going to share the same virtues. Mm -hmm. So it's the same, and you know. But yeah, if you can be like the perennial wisdom, perennial philosophy, that's where I'm at. I, yeah, I like the per perennial because if you can't find truth in everything, then I'm sorry, you really can't find truth in anything. It, it, it's 
<laughs> do a Hindu couple is the love that they have different from this? No, love, love is, is love. love. <laughs> the number seven is the number seven. God is God. The, you, you, meditation yeah. is meditation. Yoga is yoga. You come in and we throw all these, pre, like I said, preconceived notions yeah. and biases and think, thinks, you know, all the stuff that we think it is or people, you know, put into a box or a corner. Yeah. And there, this is the uh, getting rid of the mental blocks. No fear. Just go into that stuff. Yeah. And who gives two hoots about what a bunch of people think about it? What is the genuine article? What is that thing? When you when you get there, you realize that so much of this is silly. Yeah. So much of the the, the infighting and the this yeah. religion against this and it's the Protestants over here and the Catholics over here and the Orthodox over here that is absolute nonsense. Yeah. I feel like the, a lot of those people. I'm not trying to cut anybody down, but it's spiritual children. It's like um, spiritual kindergarten. I call it fast food theology. Yeah. It's like I go to Burger King for my whopper of a truth. <laughs> And it's and you're so still should, eating crap, you know, kind of thing. You know what and I mean? so like, should you. <laughs> it's like that's, but you know, I could do without religion, period. If you know, it'd be fine with me if we just did away with everything and just loved each other. I mean, that would work for me as well, you know, because you already know the root of what Christ is is love. Christ is another word for love, really. And then, so if you awaken to love, then you can drop all the religious jargon mm -hmm. and just go into that love fully. And awaken, which is what my movie, the movie's about. Mm -hmm. It's kind of going, cutting through the red tape of all this theology and all the things. I mean, it's beautiful now. Theology has its place. The mysteries have their place, but there is there is a way that if if you're kind of tired of of going through all the details, then you can just drop it all and go directly to self realization. And I'm putting together a movie called Being Nobody, the shortcut to enlightenment. <laughs> and uh, I call it the shortcut because there are gradual paths. Yoga is a gradual school where you work on your stuff and then gradually become to a realization of your true self. That's, that's called the gradual path. Mm -hmm. The direct path is wake up now to who you are, what you are. It's called Advaita Vedanta. Mm -hmm. And Advaita Vedanta is the non-dualistic schools of Hinduism where you wake up to your true self and then you work on your stuff. <laughs> you know, I think I think though, especially in the times we live in, the whole waking up thing can be very scary for people because of how many layers you have to rip off, how much BS, how much propaganda, how many lies yeah. have been placed on our being. Yeah, and so to rip that off, it's like you know, it's like ripping something off a wound. And it's you know, it's like, yeah. ah, it's like hurts kind of thing. It's I think for a lot of people, that's it's it's almost too much or something like that. And then you get to the point where you're like, well, no, it's not. You just yeah. think it's too much. That's just a perception that you can't handle that kind of thing. And so... Um, so the video, the movie's about knowing the different... Oh, and then we got a question. But the, the video that I'm putting together, which we're going to get some footage today, and probably within two weeks I'll have this movie uh, published. It's just a documentary of sort. And it's going to go into who are you? Who are you? Who are you? A lot of people don't think about that. They, they think they're, I am me, and I'm on this spiritual path. Look at me. I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a Jew. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Hindu. And this video is like, no, you're none of that. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I am is who you are. Not mm -hmm. I am this and I am that, but I am, period. The, yeah, yeah, it's about I am. Mm -hmm. And not I am this, not I am that, just I am, and then full stop. Full stop. And then you sit in that 
and you sit with that in total silence, and something will happen for you. And the, that I am thing is not a bunch of like new age jargon or no. all. It's like no, that's it's written all over the Bible. It's like a, yeah. as we've as we've covered in Mark. I mean, like you can't even understand some of those verses until you ha- have that I am yeah Gnostic experience or whatever you want to say. Anyway, um, bless you guys. Thank you yeah, for the you. Vedantic weed. Thank you, small axe. Yes. Uh, for Amor and Marty, are you guys looking at the people trying to describe consciousness from a math or science point of view? Donald Hoffman, Michael Levine, Kurt J. Mungle, etc.? Well, the first two are J's. So I'm not a very big fan. <laughs> um, in a scientific way. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess what what is what are your thoughts on this? I mean, to me, there is only the holy science. There's yeah, only the one science, science I, which leads you yeah. to the very thing we're talking about. It's the death and resurrection. That's what all of the great teachings will tell you about. It's all about yeah. that. So when it comes to consciousness, I mean, uh, I don't know, uh, coming from the school of like the, like the hermetic, kabayan kind of thing, all is mind. Well... I mean, in that sense, all is consciousness. If you're in a dream, then yeah, it's just the mind kind of thing. Kind of... So, I think there's a lot to be said for that. But as far as modern science is concerned, I don't, I don't. Do you even listen no. to any? No. Pretty much. No. I mean, all I of it at nothing. this point, I'm pretty much shut off. I mean, They've astrophysics lost. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. You know, germ theory. The, the medical institution in, in general is pretty much have their head up there. Yeah. Now, you if you're it? talking about the science of being, the science of I call it self-inquiry, where you're pulling back the koshas, which is the layers of the onion of the physical, the emotional, and the mental, and you're peeling back those layers to discover your true identity as pure consciousness. So your true self is pure consciousness, pure, pure awareness. Mm-hmm. But when you, the science of, of being or the science of, of mind is actually going into yourself going beyond the layers of the physical, the mental, the emotional, and going to that Atman, that true self of you, that divine self, that the Christ, the Christ inside you. That's the only science that I'm worried about. And that's how I do it. I just sit in meditation and I go, okay, um, I'm not my body because my body can be here today and die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not my thoughts because I can change my thoughts. You know, If I can change my mind, then I'm not my mind, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> that is my conceptual mind. You're not the conceptual mind. That's not you. And then you go deeper, and you get to this pure awareness, this consciousness itself. And to me, that's the Christ. That's the Christ. The Christ is the only begotten Son of God, which is pure consciousness, and that is you. And it's transcendental. Uh, as somebody who's like a Kabbalist and stuff like that, uh, thank you for the ten. What is this? Yeah. Let me see here. You're all reminding me of that tune by the romantics talking in your sleep as we all wander around. Oh, okay. Adam Screen, yeah, Adam Screen. Thank um, you, bro. Thank you very much, Patriot Astrologer. Uh, what was I just going to say? Now I don't remember. Uh, Kabbalah. Oh, yeah. As somebody who is studies Kabbalah and math and, and all this other stuff deeply, and I think that I've you know bec- become very well versed in that, it's not about that. I'll be the first to tell you that. It's not about that. I even wrote that in my book. I was like, at the end of my book here, you know, I've got this fat book and it's got a bunch of math in it. And it's, and I'm very proud of the book and stuff like that. But at the end of the book, the, the, one of the last chapters is the Sacred Heart of Jesus. 
And it's basically just talking about at the end of the day, all the math and all the star study and all this other stuff, it mm. all comes down to essentially one thing. If you don't have that love locked in your heart, none of the rest of it means anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. You know, right. I, I could sit here and, you know, it's not like you're going to figure out some equation and then God's going to drop in and, you know, that's not how it works. Yes, I've had revelations and epiphanies on math and pi, obviously yeah. a big one, you know, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, none of that would have been dropped in my lap, I feel like, if I didn't focus on this first. Yeah. Truly loving humanity, truly, even with all the pain and suffering in the world, still accepting the world because God made it, and God made it good, and all of that. And um, yeah. to me, that's what it's all about. So, you know, like I said, I think the I think this stuff is important. I think Kabbalah is important. I think Gematria is important. I think all of those things are important. But that's not what it's about. As somebody who's, like I said, that teaches it all the time. So. Why do you think we came here at this time? To that? Yeah, you want to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> so, let me go with this. Okay. You're put in the position that you're put in because you need to learn. You you are a you believe in or understand the essentials of reincarnation, right? Or, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, in general, well, that's yeah. in, right. That's how. Yeah. I feel like we're put here to learn the things that we need to learn from past life experiences, and so when you know we're put in this world and the world is is what it is, it's because. Well, God wanted you here to yeah. deal with this. And so in one sense, there's there's a thing I always like to quote. It's this old Irish adage, but it says, it's like a blessing. And it says, may you be alive at the end of the world. Yeah. Because you get to see all the veils drop. You get to see where, and we get to see this now. We're seeing it. All of these veils are dropping. All, yeah. we, get to see, all, we get to see all the lies, but more importantly, because we're not looking at the dark, we get to see the truth beyond those lies. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you're put in a, a difficult situation, as we all are, I think it's because, you know, it's, it's in one sense, I almost think it's a blessing. Yeah. I really do, because it's like, oh, maybe we're put in this really, really dark time because we are about to see that light or go, to, you know, to see that light, right? Yeah. We didn't come at any other time. We yeah. came at this time, didn't mm-hmm. we? During the darkest period in Earth's history. Uh, we know of. Here we are. Yeah, that we know <laughs> that of. We know, yeah. But, you know, a good friend of mine said we're here to heal the sense of separation and remember God. Because somewhere, th- this gets into the idea of a pre-fall, that we actually forgot. Well, the prodigal. The prodigal left the father's house, and then he's eaten with the slop of the pigs. We're here to remember the father's house and return back. But we take something with us when we go back. I believe we're going to take a pearl of great price with us back and in a sense, I my intuition tells me, Brother Marty, that we are actually here, that God is actually creating a family. And that, you know, because you must be born again, right? You got to be reborn here, spiritually. So we are actually like in this purgatory uh, world, kind of like a bardo. The, the earth is like a bardo. It's mm-hmm. like a, it gives you all these trials and temptations and tribulations for a reason. Mm-hmm. It can't be for nothing, you know. And obviously something beautiful is here too because it guides our path and we become aware of that. I believe God is birthing a brand new creation through us by our going through all this alchemy of we call daily life through this alchemical process, which is all the mystery schools is just kind of mirroring, is we're all going through this great hero's journey because God is birthing a divine family, something that has never existed before. 
that's my intuition tells me that this is so. I mean, True calls it, uh, James True calls it Dojo Earth. I like to call it Rites <laughs> of Passage. You know, when you're, well, you have to think about it this way. When your trials and tribulations are that much more intense and dark yeah. and, and troubling, you also have to think about, well, what's the other side of that? Yeah. It's just like the notion that it's like, oh, the dark. Oh, it's really, really dark, right? I mean, that shit is dark, bro. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. What's the light? Darkness can't even comprehend it. So think about that in the sense of what we're going through now. We're obviously here to go through exactly what we're going through. Mm -hmm. And that, that would be the polarities, the contradictions, as well as the healing. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we, the, the dear one said earlier, I'm looking at my blocks. I'm healing those blocks within me. That's what we're here for, I believe. Mm -hmm. All right. Do we have any other questions? Anything we want to talk about? Do you have, is there anything you want to talk about in particular? Um, anything we want to? We've got time. We can no. do whatever we want. Yeah, we're no. we're free. We're, you know, kind of. I just want to say <laughs> I love you. You know, because I know I'm speaking only to myself. There, there's not like a, a, a other people sitting around listening. There's only myself. There's only consciousness. There's only a singular. This is what I like to talk share with you one time. There's only a singular consciousness in this entire universe. Now, what is this singular consciousness doing trying to depopulate itself? That's a good question. And uh, this is what we, has, we have to look at. You talk about darkness. We're here to look at the darkness as well as the light. And so here this singular consciousness, the Logos, the divine emanation of God, manifests itself on the earth plane, and now it's trying to depopulate itself. You've got to ask these questions. I don't think it's trying to depopulate itself. I think people that do are not following the logos. That's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are trying. You know, um, like I said, the 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 whole the whole throes of creation itself is all about death and, and death and rebirth. It's all about cycles. So uh, to me, understanding that has given me a great sort of comfort because it's like you have a responsibility here and stuff like that but you cannot control the flow of that that's in God's control Amen. and the only thing you can do is you know God it's you know God's he's rewarding the Christs not the Schwabs yeah not yeah. the Schwabs you know what i mean so but in order for you to find Christ down here you're going to need a Schwab. You're going to need right. a you're going to need a Yuval Harari. That's you're going to need yeah. a Yeah, let me rephrase that. God you know? is not crucifying us. We are crucifying <laughs> yeah, there, us. There you, go. there you go. Now, God is going to resurrect us because that's exactly what the allegory or the symbol of Jesus represents. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ was resurrected by the Father's Spirit, by the Spirit. That's what's going to happen for us. But yet the Romans, the human humans, that's what's crucifying the world. And that's what we have to look at. So we're here to go through a crucifixion and resurrection experience. So don't but, be afraid of it. No. And there's only one of us here. So in, in essence, Jesus resurrecting from the grave, that's your resurrection. And also understand this, like, okay, so look at the story of Jesus and all he went through just to, just to be the light, to live in light. He was hounded. When he was born, a king sent out to yeah. kill him. You know, it's like at, every time the, the Pharisees and scribes show up, they try to manipulate and twist his language and they bring him in front of courts and all that sort of stuff. So, and at the end of the day, what happened with Christ? Eternal life, right? That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is, right? It, it, what it means to us. So when we're down here and we're facing all these things, just so you know, this is temporary. 
Yeah. All that pain and all that suffering is temporary. And if you're in alignment with the way, then you ain't got nothing to worry about. You yeah. literally have nothing to worry about. And that's why they say, don't fear. Fear not in the Bible. That's right. You have nothing to worry about. Now, go to my channel. For anyone out there who's not aware, Amor Russell is Gnostic Revelation Mysteries. And you can become enlightened for three payments of $66.66. No, I just put a video out called Angels, Demons, and the Calling Calling of of Humanity. It's very good. And it's about this. It's about this, you know, because at the end of the day, we know who wins, right? And yeah. See, God always, throughout the Bible, look at the Bible. uh, Like I said, Jesus was born, and then the King Herod went to. Every time. Satan made his move in the in the scriptures. God always made a counter move. Every time. It's mm-hmm. like chest. Every time. And then Satan tried to go after Jesus and put him on a cross and kill him. And then God made his counter move, mm-hmm. which resurrected Christ. And that move is our move. Our move is the resurrection life. And that has already been accomplished. And all we have to do is accept it as true for ourselves. See, when we accept the atonement for ourselves, we're accepting that we're already healed, whole, and complete. And there's no Satan or no demon or anything on this earth that can combat against that. If you stand in your certainty that you are already in Christ, that you're seated with Christ no matter what, then the darkness of this world has no place in you. And so that video that I did on the uh, demons, angels, and the calling of humanity, go watch it. Go watch it. And watch it again. If you've seen it once, watch it again. Because the message is eternal. It's for all of us. So that's good. That's it. Uh, says, somebody's saying here, what is this person saying? Jen, if I have created all these things breaking down around me, I am having a really hard time. Is she having a really hard time? We've uh, yeah. uh, should we talk about? Let's talk about our hard times. Uh-huh. The thing, and dear again, <laughs> how much time we got? This is going to be a nine-volume set. It's like the Talmud. Well, like, <laughs> that, that question right there, dear. What's her name? Uh, I don't know. It's a. Um, um, well, that question right there is why I made that movie on angels, demons, and the culling of humanity. It's it's really about Christ wins in the end. If you knew who walked with you, you wouldn't be just. Dis- Afraid, you wouldn't be alone, Javier. Yet not I, but Christ in me. Yeah, you can't even understand those things unless you have that. Yeah, like it's how. Anyway, sorry. And I want to assure you, you're not alone. Who walks with you? You know, who walks with you? Christ, the angels, the Holy Spirit, Marty Leeds, and myself. We're with you. Mm-hmm. There's only one, one Son of God, and we are that. You're not alone. That's the, one of the beautiful things. I think it was, because there was a line from the Bible too, but it was, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, I forget what his name is. He, uh, oh my God, totally escaping me. But it was this quote, and he was saying that you, when you go out on your spiritual quest, you're never doing it alone. You have all the saints that came before you yeah. right behind you, you know? That's, and and yeah. when, it's like... To think about that, you know, that's your, that's the ancestors that have all been before you that are, as we were talking about up in the saints and singing the songs of Moses and the songs of Lamb and all that sort of stuff, looking down, being like, we're behind you, you know, when Jesus was brought up, 
to in front of Pontius Pilate and uh, King Herod. And there was an army behind King Herod. And they wanted something. They were just like, oh, answer for yourself, Jesus. And Jesus says nothing. He had all the strength, all the power, all the confidence in the world to go up in front of an army and a king and not say jack all. Why? Because he knew. Yeah. He had all the saints behind him. Love does not defend because it doesn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can't, you can't destroy love. You can't hurt love. You can't crucify love. You, they crucified Jesus. What happened? He just rose again. <laughs> Deborah Style Stilly, you still have to tell me how you say your name, but she says, all I've been doing for the past month or so is drawing and coloring. I ask myself why I'm doing this, and then I think there's a reason, but I don't know what it is yet. Do you ever feel that way? Yes. Let me say this. Uh, maybe you can answer this too, but... Um, when I was engaged really heavily in math, maybe this is actually what we'll talk about on your on your math? becoming or math. math. When I was really engaged in <laughs> methamphetamines, <laughs> no, yeah. no, math amphetamines. Uh, okay, now now I'm all off course here. I had something important to say. Maybe no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> when I was heavily in, and hope maybe we'll talk about this because I know you want to talk about the moment of uh, where you felt oneness yeah. kind yeah, of yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It came via math. It came. It was. It, I was doing stuff. I, there was a lot of things I was exer like doing exercises in math, and I didn't even know why I was doing it. And I even wrote about this in my book. I remember I came home one day and I started messing with pi and I divided it and I just kept, I had no idea why I was doing it. No idea. All I knew is that this is what I'm doing right now. And from that experience is when I had my first huge revelation on pi, particularly. Um, and so, but I had no idea why I was doing it, what I was doing. It was, it was fairly, I would say meditative, um, but I just was, there was a calling. I wasn't, yeah. there was no like yeah. conscious thing or like I wasn't doing it for logicality or anything. I was just doing it. And from that, yeah. So yes, in other words, short answer, yes. I, I do feel that way. It The Holy Spirit uses everything, you know, uses everything. That's what I say. It doesn't matter if it's uh, Freemasonry, uh, Hinduism, or coloring books. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit will use anything to get your attention, to get you on the path, and to get you uh, in a place where you feel safe in, in Christ, in God. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the Holy Spirit uses everything, dear. There's a, there's a, in this book here, maybe I can find it. I don't know how to do this right now, but um, in this book here, maybe I can find this. There's a, there's an illustration, and oh, I'm going to thumb through this whole thing it's an illustration and it's this guy and he's and i've showed it before and this guy and he's oh here it is this guy he's walking through i gotta show you this book dude it's, oh yeah it's so i can amazing. see that oh, it's just fantastic so uh and you probably can't see this but this guy i'll show you this I i'll see. show it to you and you can see you see all those cubes around there they're in the sky yeah. they're on the in the river there they're in front of <clears> them <throat> see all that and this this images uh it's called the early rosicrucian said the stone of the philosophers is to be found everywhere yet is fully unknown and it's this notion that the the truth and proof of god can be found literally 
everywhere. 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 Yeah, That's yeah. what the Philosopher's Stone is all about. You should be able to look down at your hand and find it. You should be able to look in another person's eyes and find it. You should be able to gaze out yeah. on the horizon and see the merging of heaven and earth, which is Christ Almighty right there. That's what it's all about. That is a state, that is a spiritual, uh, mystical state, a mystical union, yeah. really, what it is. So in those practices, like here I am coloring and thinking that you might not be doing au contraire, au contraire, pay attention, because you never know. And then, in fact, that's what we'll be reading in Mark 13, is that um, you will not know the time or the hour. You know what? Here, I'll read it. Quick. Yeah. I'll just let me read this quick here. It'll I just want to say, I Go love ahead. you so much, too, dear one. Thank um, you, beloved. Watch ye therefore, for ye not know when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Ooh, sleeping. Ah. Oh, you mean you're supposed to be awake, huh? Interesting. Uh, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. It's, it's saying, have not the perception, the awareness. Mindful. Mindful. It's Mindful. like, be ready, and yeah. when it happens, well, you'll know. Yeah, <laughs> you'll know. So, you'll know. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I did want to say you could be you could be um, living way away from city life, book life. Never heard of a Bible. You know, you could be what what do they call that people that just never learned to read or write or anything, and just and not know anything about education and still find God. I You're, yep. I've yeah. said this the longest time. I'm like, if this is true at all. This. I'm holding up the Bible here if you're listening at home. If this is true at all, I should be able to throw this thing out and everything that's in there I should still be able to find in this in this world. Right in front of me, in the world yes, around me. Absolutely. And that is to me the most important thing. You can come to understand Christ Almighty and not know anything truly about this. That's what my movie is. Right? That's what the movie is. You know about. what I'm you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And that's why I said like when, when it got when I Personally, when I understood that a lot of these things were centered on math, that's where it got to that point. Where it was like, well, love is love, the sun is the sun, and the you know there, there's no you know the circle is a circle and a square is a square, and anybody could find that. That's you right. don't need this. Now this is handy. Don't get me wrong. We teach it. We study it. It's fun. You're, de you're, de you're <laughs> devoted to it. I am. I have my own Bible that we you know we enjoy. But it. at the end of the day, you don't need it. That's not what it's about. Yeah. The epistle is written in your hearts. That's and, right. that's, and that's why Christ comes out so strong against the, um, the Pharisees and the scribes. Because the scribes were saying, we got it. It's all in here. Yeah. It's in here. Right here. It's right there. Yeah. So it's in chapter 4. Letter, no, it's not. The letter killeth. Yeah. But the, the Spirit of God giveth life. <laughs> yeah. And Paul kept doing this. I that's why I love the Apostle Paul. He says, we're not under law. We're under grace. Mm -hmm. And when you understand, Jesus said the same thing. He said, letter killeth and the Spirit gives life. Mm-hmm. Because you can get lost in religion, which is what law is, uh, religion and politics and things like that. Grace is a way of life. It is being in tune with natural law and living the Tao. When you become the Tao, you actually are becoming the Christ. The way, the way, the truth, and the life is the way of the Tao. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, the way is the Tao. I think that's the, the interesting thing, too, because when I, I came back to the Bible and started reading it again... And seeing all these terms that were, I was like, I've been reading about that in mysticism for the last five years or whatever. <laughs> and here it is in the Bible, and I've never heard anybody talk about it. Well, yeah. well why not? Why not? You know, there's, there's, you know, so, yeah, amen. Any more questions? Yeah. Is there no. anything? 
All right. Well, All right. in the last days, Gnosis will increase. Yes, it will, James Dunn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add or say or anybody? Um, if you want to put a uh, link to my channel, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. she's been doing that. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you, Jim. Yeah, we always try to do that anyway. Oh, that's it. Thank you so much, beloved. Yeah. Um, seen any orbs or crop circles up here in Wisconsin? Any old Native American mounds? Lots of old Native American mounds. This, I mean, holy shnikes. There's a, there's... This area is filled with mounds. I don't know if, how much you know about them, Rice but they're Lake, there's a Rice. burial mound. Yeah, yeah they're they're all there's in fact there's a website where you can go and they it's not run by the state because they don't give a shit, but uh, it's like volunteers and they actually have tracked where all of these mounds are and so and like there's once again like uh, what happened to all them what yeah probably yeah. under the golf courses pro- yeah one one of the, yeah one of this uh, my dad and brother went golfing i forget where it was somewhere in wisconsin and they turned these mounds into a golf course so <laughs> thank you stacy well it was in ohio too the the playground yeah we were in ohio and there was a play yeah this is in ohio we uh we just happened to stay at some place we went and got coffee and there was a little park and it was mound park and they had a bunch of these old mounds, and they just made it into a park. And it's just like, well, who were these people? Who were, where were they? Where, where did, where, when did they live? What were they doing? It's all gone. It's all gone. It's gone. <laughs> and you're never going to know. I'm never going to know. The only time that we're going to know is when, you know, if we cross the gates of death, and then we can see the whole thing, the yeah, whole truth yeah. for the truth. Until then, it will be a mystery. So um, I will say this. Too many, um, I feel... Like there's too many people that are living in the past. Oh yeah. As a and or or uh, wor- too worried about the future, and living in the past. Like the whole Tartarian thing and stuff like that. I find it absolutely fascinating. It's important to know, you know, that sort of thing. But I think too many people focus on it. I think there's too many like you know you know what I'm saying because that's the past. It's yeah, gone. Yeah. You're not. Ne- you're really never gonna know. The only thing you can do is pick up the pieces that you can and help and. Um, you know, use that information to uh, help you understand who you are, right? Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Um, I recommend you you throw away your television. Um, <laughs> you know. But throw away your if you do watch television. anything, if you watch anything, what's the name of it, babe? Is that the Jesus uh, movie, Marty Lee. Oh, the chosen one. Oh, okay. If you watch anything, you got to see the chosen. It's a it's a it's a a series. It's yes. A, it's two two or three seasons, and uh, it's uh, it was made by Christians and it, really well done. And uh, yeah, cool. And we it's we about actually the life of Jesus. it's about yeah. the life of Christ, and I've seen all the Jesus movies and stuff in the past, the Hollywood stuff. Just can't watch any of that. Um, I didn't like any of those, but this new Jesus movie um, or series called The Chosen, I highly recommend it. Because there's some teachings in there, so some Gnostic teachings in it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And it's not word for word Bible. It's uh, it's kind of kind of uh, the guy that wrote it has some metaphysical or mystical experiences. There's no doubt about it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, in general, I would agree though. Yeah, TV gone for over 13 yeah. years. Yeah. I Other mean, than that, throw the television. I away. know. I we're we get so annoyed even yeah. just like going into and like hearing commercials and stuff. Yeah. It's so much static. I, you know, I don't even trust the lights that are behind the screen, you know. Yeah. I just, oh. I, you don't, you know, like yeah. like the lights we've seen in town, by the way. I went by there with my little gauge to see. If it oh, did you really? Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I saw last night um, on Max Egan. He was talking about those little lights. Really. And this girl walked up to it with a you you can measure the radiation in your home with this little uh, little device that I have. But uh, he said go up and when it's on, check out the radiation coming from those little blue lights. These street lights. The, these street lights are blue, and they hang over. And obviously, they're not for lighting. No. And, it's creepy. And when he we said, drove by last yeah, night, it was creepy. He he said they max out. They they totally uh, max out into the danger zone on radiation. So something is coming out of those lights. So yeah, man, you just everything here is trying to, is death. Everything here in this world, the phenomenal world. And now, as a spiritual sage or someone who's on the mystic quest, that should be no concern to you. Of course, everything here is death. It's been that way since the beginning of whenever this was, but. This is our practice, to look at the impermanent and let it go. Mm -hmm. To let this world go and go to God and let God pull you into his kingdom, into, his, into God's realm, the realm of, of spiritual consciousness. This is our practice. And to be mindful is not to be mindful about anything in the past. To be mindful is totally be mindful of the kingdom of heaven, which is in you, within you, here and now. And that's what I'd like to share yeah. before we go. Because the kingdom of heaven is not far away. It's not in Jerusalem. It's not coming in the future. It's here. Mm -hmm. It's now. It's within you. And if it's within you, then it is you. I think the be a better translation of that would be the kingdom of heaven is you. You're God's kingdom. That's a good way to, I think, end this, huh? Amen. That's a pretty good way to... Yeah. I think we've been talking a couple hours here. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, everybody, say happy birthday to Amor. And stop on over to Gnostic Revelation Mysteries. And he's got a bunch of good stuff. I, I don't think we watched the last one you put up, but we think we watched all the recent ones. They're yeah. all very good. So uh, do that. And heck of a kingdom, too. Yes. I would all agree. Right. Heck of a kingdom. Agree. Yeah. You know what this kingdom of God needs? Tacos. Some three Arabado tacos that my wife's going to buy me later, right? Praise <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank ones. you so much. Oh, by the way, Perspective 96, I got your letter. Jennifer and I both read it. We really appreciate it. That uh, means a lot. If you guys do want to send anything, I think Jennifer's put the, the links in there and stuff like that. We really appreciate any donations or anything like that, or just even a letter. That's That means a lot. It's, it's nice. It really is. So I'm glad we're reaching people, and I'm glad people are getting this, and I'm glad... I don't know. You know. You know. I don't think I need to rant anymore and ramble. All right, guys. Um, you know what we didn't do, though? Oh. You know what? I, I <laughs> totally screwed up. We never did a prayer. Oh. I didn't start this thing out with a prayer, so. It was a prayer. It was, but you know what? <laughs> We're going to let you do this because okay. Amor gives awesome prayers much better than mine. Yeah. So we'll do that, and then we'll say goodbye to you guys. And then next week, Airy Brothers Radio. I forgot to email you back, by the way. Yes, I would love to do a show. Uh, I, I will email. I'll try to email you today. Um, next week, we'll do Mark 13, and then we're going to finish up with Mark, and then I don't know what we'll do. I think I want to change it up and talk maybe more about the Vedas or yeah, go yeah. into some Norse stuff or something like that. We'll see. Uh, so anyway, you want to do a prayer? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do Go within, beloveds. In Christ's name, we pray. Dear beloved Holy Spirit, we pray for your anointing, for your revelation, and for your divine gnosis, your, your knowledge, to activate us and guide us in this dark age. Help us, Father, to walk through this world 
not of this world, but in Christ. And we pray, Father, that you develop your virtues. Help us to grow. Help us to release the blocks. And everyone that's listening to this here today, we pray for the divine Holy Spirit anointing to bless each one in their dreams at night and in their daily walk and in their daily prayers. We pray, hear us, O Lord, and guide us through this age. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Woo. Amen. Boom. 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 <laughs> How do you like them, huh? Take That's that right. with you on your day. He, he is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen indeed. Keep your mind there. He is risen indeed. And, okay. Because if you keep your consciousness on the resurrection, then nothing here can hurt you. All right. Amen. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll see you next Sunday. And like I said, stop on over to Gnostic Revelation Mysteries. If you get a chance, stop on over to GnosticAcademy.org. Lots of good stuff there for you. All right. We'll be doing this again sometime in the future. I'm going to head over to his place. And um, like I said, he's got a movie coming out um, for the next couple of weeks, you were saying, next month, yep, something yep. like that. So, so be on the lookout for that. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Many blessings and much love to all. Namaste. Namaste.